Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. To heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. I promise you, the president has a big stick. And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. I got hairy legs, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. And thank you, Dr. Pepper, and thank you, Chancellor, or Dr. Paper. Because I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this is the Financial Guys Radio Network. We are the Financial Guys. Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza filling in for Mike and Glenn this week. And uh, it's always an open mic session, folks. As you know, you can reach us at 8... Oh, man, I always get this wrong. <laughs> eight zero. Oh, yeah, okay. 800-616-9236. Sorry, I always think of our office, office number. Office yeah. number. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to, if you need us throughout the week... 833-FIN-GUYS, that's F-I-N, not thin like T-H-I-N, um, which brings me to this, Mike. I got a new Fitbit watch. I've You showed me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michaela, thank you, honey, if you're listening. I'm sure you're listening to every word we speak here. My daughter um, <laughs> set this up for me after several months, and um, it shows steps. It shows my heart rate, and it even shows my weight, which is 418.8 pounds right now. We had we did just have Zeddy's pizza, lunch, so and, yeah. And I, I I do feel a little bloated, but I, I might have to cha- <laughs> fix the setting on that. <laughs> These are pretty cool watches, though. As soon as my phone rings, my arm is like tingly. <laughs> it's like just yet another another reminder of this thing we call our uh, our uh, you know our cell phone, but it's everything else too, right? That's right. It's pretty cool. So, uh, folks, I hope you're having a good weekend. Um, it's great to be here again. Uh, we always have a lot of fun. Always a lot to uh, talk about. Today, um, we definitely want to talk about American cities that are still burning, like Portland. Portland's been burning, though, ever since, what, a year and a half ago, it seems. We're pushing 365 right now. I mean, I think I think it was last May or June it started, yeah, so yeah. We're, we're almost there. We're almost there. I really thought it would just be sort of the embers and some smoke after Mr. Biden and, and Kamala Harris were uh, put into office. But I remember shortly thereafter, you go, ah, Portland, still burning. And I said, yeah, wait, I thought it was going to stop now that Mr. Biden's in office. Well, what's amazing, too, and we're going to get to this, but they're they're still burning. And obviously what happened this week was it was a sad thing. And we're going to get that next. But, you know, the 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 protesting is fine. The going into a video game store and stealing video games and TVs has nothing to do with what's going on. Absolutely nothing. Nothing to do with oppression, bad police officers shooting people instead of with with their tasers, shooting them with handguns, which we'll talk about. Definitely not an officer I would have wanted in my my neighborhood, right? If right. that's if that's possible that she could do that, mistake at the one key moment in her probably in her career, mistake a taser for a handgun. 
That's a serious issue. I don't think she should have been out on the patrol, and, and especially not training another officer. And we, we interviewed David Bellavia on our podcast this week, and mm-hmm. I actually said to him, I, you know, I wasn't cutting her slack, but like, hey, mm-hmm. isn't it stressful? And David pretty much said, no. Yes, it is stressful, but you, they, you can't make that mistake. Right. You can't make those mistakes because you get paid to to you know know which side your gun is right. on and which side your taser's on and right you know and ninety five percent of the the jobs we all have the professions that we're part of are likely I don't want to say a cakewalk but they're routine they're a little more like predictable but it's in that five percent moment when you have a an, a key issue come up how do you handle the key issue I've often thought of this I've had um, the opportunity to watch my daughters over the years in different sports volleyball softball mostly. And I'd say, ah, oh, these coaches, certain coaches are just awesome. Yeah. But it would be in that one key moment, the, the key stressful moment of a game, the key stressful moment of a practice or something, and you kind of see the true colors of somebody and you go, ah, yep. oh, so yep. disappointing. Yep. Well, it's disappointing to see a 26-year-old vet of the police uh, force yep. pull out the taser, yell tase, 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 to find out it's a handgun and kill right. this young man. Right. It's just, it's brutal. So. Let's get your thoughts, folks. Um, again, 1-800-616-9236. Don't wait till the end of the show, folks. We'd love to get you on. We're going to have a lot of really, really good guests on the show today, um, including Stefan Mihailu. I'm looking forward to talking to Stefan. A few of our key people in our office, folks, if you need us again throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. We do all sorts of good stuff, folks. Uh, Mike and I, um, we do different things. Um, I help people with financial planning, retirement income planning. I partner with Ron Reinstein, on social security claiming strategies. Um, And again, this is not just about getting online and claiming your social security benefit. It's about pairing your social security benefit up with other sources of income like pensions and all the wealth you've accumulated, whatever that number of uh, dollars is, pairing it up to make a plan so you get through a successful retirement. So if you need me, folks, throughout the week, call us, 833-FIN-GUYS. Call, ask for me, ask for Ron Reinstein. Come on in and uh, let's look at your situation. If you need home and auto, which is really not just home and auto, it's lots of other things. What are other things that people get insured besides home and auto, Mike? Yeah, I mean, anything that you, you can drive. So, you know, scooters, I, <laughs> my skateboard. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Bicycles. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, boats, RVs, ATVs, homes, autos, condos, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you name it yeah. uh, on that side. And then on business, of course. Business insurance, workers' comp, right. disability insurance, umbrella insurance. I mean, classic cars too. Yep, yep. A lot of people have yep. classic cars, like a lot of our clients, as a hobby, like yep. Mike Lomas. Yep. They they really just have always liked cars. They've grown up either just riding in them, um, buying them just for fun, or even racing in them, as Lomas does. Yep. And you can actually uh, insure classic cars. Yeah, it's a totally separate policy than your regular auto. But yeah, we absolutely do that. Sometimes it's cheaper too because they know. Especially in Buffalo, classic cars aren't driven 12 months a year. Um, you yeah. know, they're not driven in the wintertime. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, folks, it's about good coverage first and foremost, right? Protection of yourself and your family. Um, but it's also about getting the best rates. Yep. And then I'd say after that, it's about service. And yep. if you have Mike Sparaza and his team helping you, they are your new service team when it comes to all the insurance, property and casualty insurance yeah. needs you have. So we're just two of the folks, uh, specialists in our office. We also have all sorts of help on health insurance, Medicare, 
We're going to be talking to Brian Ferracci a little bit later. Um, he's on our health insurance team. He's going to be joining us, too. Um, so Got Mickey Kearns coming up next, too. Mickey Kearns, yeah, yeah, yeah folks. Yeah. Mickey Kearns, Erie County clerk. Um, yeah. We had interviewed him on our um, podcast of, yep. of late, and he was uh, nice enough to say he'd join us again. He's going to talk about a couple things relating to uh, gun permits. He's going to talk a little bit about IDs. Hear a lot in the news about um, IDs. We actually... <laughs> I've been thinking of our list. Yeah, Mike and we I have a list there now. to share. We can go there now. Yeah, we we have a list to share. Um, you know what? Maybe we'll we'll probably take our quick break here. We'll come back and we're going to talk about things that you actually do need IDs for. Um, we found a list off the Washington Examiner. It's actually from 2013, and um, you'd be surprised at how much you actually need IDs for, folks. But if you're an illegal immigrant, don't worry about it. And if you want to vote, come like, on in. Come one, on in. <laughs> one of the most Really, one of the most precious um, rights that we have, I think, as a, as a citizen is to vote. But you really don't need ID or you shouldn't need ID. And I always say this to any pistol permit, uh, you know, people out there that have their pistol permit license. The, the, what you had to do to get something like that, mm-hmm. I, mean, it, I mean, you have it, I, I have it. It took 16, 18 months to get your pistol right. permit and right. your license, you know, but... To, to vote and to get in our country and potentially get an ID, it takes five minutes. Come on in. Just walk over there, and you're good to go. I could go into my voting uh, my voting office and say, hi, I'm Mike Sparaza. They'd right. say, well, just just give us your ballot. Yep. Sign yep. here. Yep. Okay. Mike Sparaza, As long good as your go. name was on my list, I guess. Right. Right? right. I think you have to sign still. Well, I always tell the story where I went to vote, and I won't say it, but where I went to vote, I go in there, and, and they said, I said, Sparaza's the last name. This was this year for the election. <laughs> right. And they, I said, yeah, Sparaza's the last name. They go, Charles? Obviously, most of you know, that's my father, Charles. I could have, if I knew he wasn't voting, I could have went in and voted for him. They didn't ask for ID, didn't ask me to take my mask down. I mean, that's how ridiculous it is. You can walk in there, Charles, yep, okay, that's me, sign right off. (laughs) Sign off, walk out, then maybe come in with sunglasses on and say, oh, no, I'm Mike. Right. Oh, okay, great. And for those that say the signature, you know, verification process, my signature in that book was from when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. My signature now is completely, completely different, different, so they didn't match it. I can once tell you're you a big shot, you just do a little quick a little swipe. Sh- I know, that's right, that's I right. know. Yeah. <laughs> once, once you've made it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, how funny. So, folks, I'm um, happy to be here with you. We are the financial guys, Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, folks. If you do think like us, so if you need us throughout the week, we do manage money for a living, so call us at 833-FIN-GUYS. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Jerry, thank you be- for being behind the glass today. We appreciate what you do. You pretty much make knuckleheads like us uh, make it through these these two hours. So thank you. <laughs> uh, folks, you're listening to The Financial Guys here on The Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys Radio Network with guest host Mike Hayflick. Need your weekly Glenn and Mike fix? Check out their podcast, available on all streaming platforms and YouTube. New episodes are released every single week. Now, here's Mike Hayflick. All right. Welcome back, folks. Folks, we have some uh, late-breaking news. Hold on. I think we have Kamala Harris at the border, um, ready for her first press conference after 24 days um, after being... um, I better stop right now. Hang on. Hold on. I think she's coming. Kamala? Nope. Still not there. I, I, I would have sworn she'd be there. 24 days since she was appointed. Maybe she's in one of those Central American countries working out agreements, right? Uh, you know, and, and you know, well, I guess not all kidding aside, but but 
Joe, nothing from Joe either. No. He's 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 missing in action. It he's, must be fine again. Yeah. Yeah, everything <laughs> Things is are better everything again. is fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean No yeah. problem. We'll check in again later though and see if Kamala actually does make it down there. Um or even if she's in in Washington and does a press conference. Let's we're going to stay tuned folks. I, Just, I don't know if you saw the the little interview with her the other day where, you know, she said, you know, she she's plans to get down there, but they're trying to find the root causes oh. first. She's going to work on the root causes before getting down there. It might, come on, give her a break. She yeah. travels back and forth across the entire country. It's hard to divert, especially when you have one of those nice federal air, aircraft, right? Private. I mean, shot. basically yeah. private assigned to you. It's hard to divert down to the border. Um, but again, folks, as a public service, we will be right on top of that news in case there is news if Kamala Harris does make it down there, because that's what we're here for. We want to be right, good reporters, investigative reporters. We, we are. So, um, so. Folks, Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns is with us, and I'm going to pull Mickey Kearns in. Mickey, how are you? Great. How, there's Michael and Michael. Uh, good. <laughs> you have to be a Mike in order to work at the Financial Guys firm, so. <laughs> well, Glenn's excluded. <laughs> Michael's as guest, too. We, yes, that's, that's right. exactly right. So it's it's really nice of you to join us. We um, we did have you on a podcast um, uh, recently, and we really appreciated that. And so thank you for doing this. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. You know, I'm in the office today. Mm-hmm. We're open on Saturday. Uh, we offer services on Saturday at two of our locations. We're the only auto bureau uh, uh, east of Syracuse that offers these services. So we get people traveling, believe it or not, all the way from Syracuse to do business and hmm. want to steal as much business uh, and generate as much revenue for Erie County as I can. And mm-hmm. too, that's why we're open on Saturdays. Wonderful. And you, you actually said, I run the Erie County Clerk's Office like it's a business. And you are. We, we've got some, we have some outstanding employees. And I told you on the podcast, mm-hmm. we heroes, and we have really good people. And But I'm the type of person, I was a businessman before I got into politics, and I believe in the old adage of constant and never-ending improvement. And we've been doing that in all of our departments. I know I heard that you said prior that it's about 15 to 18 months uh, to get a pistol permit prior to me coming into office. Uh, we're down. Prior to the pandemic, we were caught up. We were mm-hmm. these things around in two months. We're about three to four months now, wow. and uh, we've changed the process. We've worked with the staff. We've brought efficiencies uh, to that department. We've merged departments. So it is no longer, if you're listening, it is no longer, um, you know, 15 to 18 months. And that's with our great partnership with uh, Erie County Sheriff Howard and uh, Judge Bowler. But we did last year uh, have, uh, we normally get about 2,500 applications. Uh, last year we got 7,500. So we are seeing an uptick, a lot of work, but we're managing it, and uh, we're making sure that people get that Second Amendment right. Mickey, what, if you don't mind me asking, what was taking so long, though? Just not putting your resources, not you, but not putting the resources where they need to be, or was it just lack of care to get it done? What what was that? I think think what it was is I looked at the process in a different way. All the clerks uh, really did a good job, uh, but I think that the thing is, is, I'm process-oriented, and that comes from my private sector experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that happened, and it wasn't even the fault of the office, uh, many times people would apply for a pistol permit prior to me becoming the clerk. And one of the things you have to do is you have to get a background check and you have to get fingerprints. So people would not get the background check or the fingerprints, 
and they would wait and wait and wait, and then they would contact you mm. nine months later and said, where are you at with our pistol permit? And we said, well, you didn't read the directions. In oh. order for you to uh, turn this in, we need your, uh, uh, per, uh, your prints and your uh, background check. So what I did is I did something simple. Um, I looked at the process, and I said, instead of having a file for waiting for more information, that's where they used to put all these files, you cannot today file your pistol permit until you get your fingerprints, until you get um, your background check, and guess what? Hmm. Magically, and uh, that definitely cut some time off in the process, but in addition to that, on my first day, I sat down with Sheriff Howard, and he said to me, he goes, I really want to improve on this, uh, and I'm going to put the resources behind it, because when they do the background check, that's done uh, predominantly by the local police jurisdiction, mm-hmm. Sheriff Howard took the leadership and said, I want to do more. And we've been able to do this quicker, get the investigations done. And it's been a a team effort, but uh, we're really, really working hard. And we have some new technology on the horizon. Once people get their pistol permit, we'll be announcing in the next couple months a pistol portal where at the point of purchase, uh, instead of having to come to a satellite or come down to the clerk's office, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to just do it at your gun dealer. So it's exciting stuff. But like I said, you know, if I was in the private sector and I was tasked to do that, um, looking at that, we, you know, you do, um, you know, you do a SWAT, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, mm-hmm. your outstanding uh, talents that you have in the departments. When you do a SWOT analysis, uh, that's what I came up with, and I changed it. It's made a huge difference. Outstanding. You know, the year of COVID, Mickey, I think it brought a lot of opportunity for people like you because you you said it before to us. You, you really are out there to take care of citizens. And whether the COVID crisis has been here or not, whether a different crisis presents itself, your job is to continue to serve the citizens of Erie County. Can you tell us how much um, have you been able to do that's that still doesn't require people to show up in person at an office. But what are you finding now? Like, what are the restrictions still in place where the people have to do things either by phone or online? Well, one of the things we've done is, and you said it, uh, we were shut down by the governor executive's order. Then we went to curbside service, and we were losing two million dollars a month if we stayed with that. We were proactive. Uh, I said, if they can do it in the grocery stores, we could do it at our local DMV. Uh, and we ended the year with nearly a $5 million surplus. That's being proactive. <laughs> in addition to that, working with our frontline staff in our registrar's office, we did nearly uh, $2 billion, that's what the B, $2 billion worth of business, uh, which many of that goes to the NFTA, goes to state, our mortgage transfer tax. And just think, if I would have shut down the clerk's office and those people that were trying to purchase properties, they had a mortgage that was approved by the bank in that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, just think of the deals that couldn't have got done that uh, Douglas Jamal, he would have never been able to close on HSBC if I didn't stay open. This office, not because of me, but because of the office, is the business office of Erie County. And if we're closed, business is closed. So I made that decision. Uh, we work closely with the legal community. We work closely with businesses. And I said, we're staying open, and our frontline people, they took one week off. They took off the Monday after Easter. Uh, then they, I gave them four days off. Mm-hmm. That's it. And they worked throughout the whole pandemic. That's, That's incredible. 
Kudos to you and your team, uh, Mickey. We wanted to, before the, this segment ends in, a, in just a few minutes, um, talk a little bit about IDs. Sure. IDs have been out there in the national spotlight, I guess, the topic of identification for different things. We have a wonderful list here. Um, topping the list, by the way, you know, is buying alcohol, buying cigarettes. But sure. talk about uh, uh, the, the need for having identification for some of the things you do, and tell us what you think about um, almost the the lack of, um, I guess, importance put on IDs um, at the national level, especially within, when it comes to illegal immigrants. Yeah, we, we, you've seen a diminishing of the importance of the identification card, which is the license. It's, it's not a right, it's a privilege. And here's the thing, you have to find out for yourself which license or ID is right for you. And what's important is um, they did, uh, after we were attacked in September 11th, and those uh, terrorists got on those planes, they decided in order to protect us, we would have something called a enhanced or a uh, standard driver's license. It basically becomes the, the license becomes a federal ID. Mm-hmm. You have to decide uh, what you're going to do. There's three options. If you get the standard New York State driver's license, that's like, hey, listen, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not entering a federal building. Uh, just keep things easy. That's easy peasy. We get you in and out in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And get a real ID. That's for people who are here legally. Maybe they're they're working here. Um, maybe they're going to school here. And that would be accepted for boarding a domestic flight or entering a federal building. And then, of course, the enhanced driver's license, that is only available to United States citizens. Remember, this is a federal ID mm-hmm. accepted at U.S. land and sea borders. And the importance about that is you're going to need proof of U.S. citizenship. You're going to need your birth certificate. You're going to need a passport. You're going to need an original Social Security card. You're going to need that proof of that Social Security number, and you're going to need two proofs of residency. And the one thing I think, Mike and Mike, that I want to say to people, and it's so, so important, and we get this from many of our female customers, is that they may have gotten married, uh, and their license, uh, their name on their license is uh, their mating name mm-hmm. to them getting married. You have to bring in your marriage certificate. If you've been divorced, you now have to bring in your divorce decree. It's so important because they're so tough on this federal ID. Right. And that we have no discretion. I have no discretion whatsoever on the federal ID. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Those enhanced driver's licenses. Awesome. Mickey, I think um, I I am going to have to let you go. I I can't thank you enough for being on to talk to our audience about this. Hopefully this is not the last time. Um, Thank you so much, Mickey Kearns. Um, We are going to take a quick break, folks. We'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. All righty, welcome back. You've got Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza, the financial guys, filling in for Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle this weekend. Happy to do so and super happy to have had Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns on with us. Sorry for that abrupt stop, folks. Um, at the bottom of the hour, we have to stop at a certain time. Um, but again, can't thank Mickey Kearns enough for what he's doing. He's really running the clerk's office like a business, and that's what government ought to do. I wish Mickey Kearns could actually teach other uh, um, government officials, elected officials, elected yeah. officials yeah. leaders in those positions that it really ought to be run like it's a business. But but it has to, right? Oh, yeah. It has to. You you can't continue to run it like there's no debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just can't do it. I always use this example with our business. 
if I could spend $100 million advertising, it'd be the greatest thing ever. I'd love to do it. Right. But my business would close. Right. But I think government officials often think of taxpayers as like the credit card with no limit. There's no limit. Nobody there to check that, hey, you know, you're getting close to that 10 grand or the 20 grand and it's time to slow down or stop. We're not going to let you do this anymore. Except when tens of thousands are leaving your state, though. Then you can't can't tax nothing. That doesn't matter. Take more from the... uh, the higher wealth, right? right? right. More from the higher income people. Right. That's the socialist way of thinking, folks. Yeah. And uh, by the way, who is um, our socialist in the spotlight? Patrice Kahn Colors, right? Yes. Black Lives Matter. Yes. She the, the head of Black Lives Matter? Um, I think she I, is, I, I or she's she, near the top. Yeah, I have the article pulled up here for us because I wanted to take a look at that. Yeah. So she, she wins the award, folks, for using other people's money like a devoted Marxist would. She's a co-founder. Co-founder of Black Lives Matter. Okay. Recently had a real estate binge. All right. Uh, spent snagging four high-end homes for about $3.2 million. Four? Yes. So not even one for herself. Nope, four. That's in the U.S. only. She also eyed properties in the Bahamas near uh, where Justin Timberlake and Tiger Woods mm-hmm. have places. Um, eh, yeah. That's a nice little neighborhood, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to, <laughs> but the home she just bought was $1.4 million, uh, on a short drive from Malibu in, in, wow. in L.A. 2,400 square foot house with soaring ceilings, skylights, and plenty of windows. We should talk to uh, Todd Eichinger about if he can find... I wonder if he sold any of these homes. Let's actually bring Todd Eichinger, our real estate guru contact. Todd, how are you? You guys are making me feel bad. I I wish... (laughs) Just one of those transactions. You weren't part of any of these for Patrice? No, I'd be. You'd hear the wind and the seagulls. I'd be fishing. Yeah. Son of a gun. That's that's a good client for you. Let's Todd. see if we can get you, t- uh, uh, you know, hooked up with with Patrice. Maybe for her future real estate purchases, my friend. <laughs> maybe Como can start giving me referrals for people that are selling their houses and moving out of state. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and then some. You 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 literally might have it made. You could make all the all the money you'll ever need for you know two work, lifetimes. They work for twelve months and you're good to go. Holy cow! What's going on out there in the real estate market? So Western New York, anyway. Oh, it's it's kind of crazy business as usual. Um, mm-hmm. Offer going in right now. We're in a multiple offer on a house that's over four hundred thousand. Sold one earlier this week for ten over. The end of last week, well, ten over, ten percent over. I need to specify that. Wow. Last week, I think we actually hit one. It was about twenty five percent over asking, and. I am not one of these agents that goes light on listing price and gambles with somebody else's money because I just won't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really price it so you guys don't lose any of your hard-earned equity. And, you know, lucky we've been in the right spot mm-hmm. where people are just – it's like throwing chum in the water sometimes when the, you know, when the sharks are around if you're in mm-hmm. the area. And it's just, it's just been nuts. So if somebody's thinking about selling, you know – boy. Just contact a good realtor. Mm-hmm. Now, selling selling is maybe an attractive thing to do, but it's the the buying again that's difficult. I've had a lot of clients say, "Gosh, I, I'd love to sell at this point, get some bidding offers on my home, but we really don't know what we're going to move into." Yeah. So again, you need a good agent, right? Because there's ways to do things. There's reverse contingencies. There's rent backs. There's extended closings. There's a whole bunch of options mm-hmm. to prevent you from being homeless. Sure. But it shocks me how many people don't educate their clients, right? Yeah. Kind of like you. When I come into your mm-hmm. office, for those that don't know out there in the world, 
Mike actually handles my finances. So I'll give you a personal referral because you've been doing great lately, by the way. Thank you. You teach us. I am not a salesman. You know, 10% of my job is sales. 90 is education. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of realtors that don't get that. Agreed. I think, I think we just need more because you can sell a house. And, you know, sometimes you might end up ripping up that contract in the end and staying in your home because you couldn't find a replacement. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that, how are you supposed to try to take advantage of the market? Right. Good point. And, um, folks, if you are in the market to either sell or buy a new home, reach out to Todd. I'm going to have him uh, give us his sell, uh, his number in a moment. But if you're also in the market of refinancing, if you are in the market of getting a mortgage, talk to Ryan Norton in our office if you don't know, um, we do have him now right in our office. You can call 633-1515 or outside of the area, 833-FINGUYS. Todd, if someone wants to get in touch with you and just start start looking at this process of either selling or buying a home, how can they reach you? Well, there's always the website, go.com. Mm-hmm. You can find our number there. Okay. But, you know, the sell is always the best. Call, text 716-912-8684. And I do want to give Ryan a shout-out, too, because he handles a lot of products. He's actually working on my personal mortgage. He's done two of my brothers, two of my best friends. Mm. He is probably the best, most thorough mortgage broker. I had a hiccup with the transaction. He literally, we retracted the mortgage with one company, plugged it right into each another one, <laughs> never lost any time. Awesome. I have to uh, tell you, I think I may have been his first official co- uh, client. My wife, Lisa, and I, we refinanced just about a year ago, and he was outstanding, folks. He, he looked at a national mortgager's um, offer to me and um, blew it away, blew it away because he showed me the detail. He educated me, Todd, as you said. So, again, find Todd Eichinger, gotoddy.com, or 716-912-8684. Thanks a lot, Todd. Can I plug one home quick? Absolutely. I've got a raised ranch coming up in Youngstown that is amazing. Backing up, you're not going to have a rear neighbor. It's all woods. If you're up in the North Towns, I work everywhere, by the way. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're down by Canisius Lake, Chautauqua Lake, I actually, as long as I don't run out of gas, <laughs> on it. But, yeah, I've got a great, great raised ranch coming up in Youngstown. It's in a cute little neighborhood with no rear neighbors. So that one's going to be great. Now it's coming up next week. Awesome. Folks, you can find Todd again at 912-8684. Have a good weekend. All right. Gentlemen, be good. Thanks, man. Very can we, good. Can we go back to the uh, the, the BLM co-founder for a second? Oh, Just yeah, talk yeah. about how ridiculous that <laughs> You're is. You're envious now. Uh, I, I can tell. <laughs> He's green with envy, folks. He wants the $1.4 million home right now. Can we just talk about that? That's how ridiculous these people are, <laughs> that that is the spokesperson for that group. Right. That, that, that everybody's oppressed, and you have four homes, yep. one of which is a $1.4 million home, in a primarily white neighborhood. Really? It wasn't in like one of these nice uh, little Portland or um, I don't know Minnesota neighborhoods. It's not in the chop zone. It's, it's not, not in, in chop. It's zone. not in maybe downtown Baltimore. I, I mean, that's what is so insane with these people. Right. It's so insane. Right. You, you you are that is the person you have preaching for your group. You got it. That that you know it's unfair. What's unfair about your life? You and got what it. do you even do for a living? You, I thought you were asking me because I was going to give you a list of what's unfair. <laughs> but but um, let's see if there's anything unfair in Kevin from Pendleton's life. And then John John is on deck. Kevin in Pendleton, thanks for joining us. Hey, Mike.
Mike squared. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you always make our show better. So thanks, thanks for calling in. So I don't know if in Mickey's uh, uh, what, what do you call it? His um, christening, his uh, birth certificate says Mike. Also, so in yes. math theorem, if it's also Mike, that would be in math. <laughs> Definition uh, in mathematics, it would be known as Mike Fact. fact. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, hey guys, uh, anybody said anything about um, IDs and illegal aliens? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you guys take my call, man. How fair is that? Anyway, look, <laughs> the next time, folks, you know, as a Delta Airlines frequent flyer, the next time I attempt to board one of their airplanes and they ask me for ID, I'll say, hey, that's racist. There you go. Let's see if you get on the plane. Then, hey, guess what, guys? And then when I try to board the aircraft, see how fast I get the Rodney King blood red carpet special treatment from the cops or the security when I try to board that aircraft. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is totally insane, okay? Uh, I mean, even from, you know, the islands, uh, you know, where, as you guys know, my formative years were spent, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, when you voted, you had to dip your finger in red ink, <laughs> so you can't come back in another, pre- you know, in a no kidding. county and vote, okay? No kidding, that's interesting. Yes, you dip your finger in the island of Trinidad, you dip your finger in red ink, <laughs> so you can't turn up in another county and vote. That's incredible. Well, and I love and it. to go back, Kevin, to what you said about Delta, Delta was one of the ones that was firing away at the MLB to get out of Atlanta because of the voting law, right? I mean, but they are any airline; they're the they're the one place you literally can't go without an ID. You literally cannot go to an airport without an ID. That that, that is quite correct. And so, and and, and therefore, anything in in this world. And about fact, um, I remember when. Um, the, 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 the former attorney general, whose parents are originally from Barbados, mm-hmm. Eric, uh, Holder, when he was had a speaking engagement, guess what? If you want to go here, Eric Holder, you have to show ID. Right. These are the same people are saying, no, it's racist, mm-hmm. illegal, and it's Jim Crow to show ID when you vote. So, but the problem is, too, guys, you know, coming from you guys, you'll be called racist. Coming from somebody maybe like me, they can't say that. They will look to point fingers and say, well, you are, or whatever. You know, they can't mm-hmm. say. And I wish more um, or so-called leaders in the black, Hispanic, and other communities stand up and show the hypocrisy of this. I mean, Black Lives Matter, I mean, you guys are just showing there. I mean, the Black Lives Matter um, leader is mm-hmm. like, uh, why? She's buying prime real estate. Has she taken out anything in Martha's Vineyard yet? I mean, why does she, she go in the, Why does she buy a property and go live in the middle of the, you know, the worst, you know? <laughs> Give her time. Give her time. She'll be on Martha's Vineyard. Kevin, as we were walking into the studio today, I said to Michael Sparaza here, I said, well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even begrudge her if she wants to be the leader of this Marxist socialist um, organization. Why doesn't she go ahead and buy a big home? But don't do it like right in this this neighborhood of those people that you're saying are all supremacists and they, that you despise. Privil- I, the res- privileged folk. They're the privileged. Like, what is she then? But, you know, let me ask you this, Kevin. We know that this is absurd. We know how disingenuous and hypocritic they are. How? What do you think then the true motive is? The true motive? <laughs> it's always the true motives. Just check people who just run for public office and, and stay forever, right? Mm-hmm. Motives there 
um, and even individuals who are not in, uh, running for public office and maybe, uh, you know, involved in social justice, for example, like, mm-hmm. you know, these folks do, right? Yep. It, they're in there either for personal interests, whether it's financial or, or whether it's for access, mm-hmm. you know, the powers to be in their respective areas, whether it's in D.C., whether it's in Albany, whether it's wherever. Now, for example, I mean, out here, in Nigeria County, I'm sorry, Niagara County, where I live, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, you have certain individuals, when we knew them, just like you and me, run for public office, and like the higher they get, the less you get in touch with them, because now I'm seeing the advertising, well, if you contribute $1,500 to my campaign or to, to do my coffers, I'll come and give you a personal tour of mm-hmm. company. And then I try to put you a call to you, guess what? I have to go through some hack. <laughs> you know, to, to to just get in touch with you. Right. I mean, it's it's so sad, but it's the reality of, to answer your question, there's always some personal gain, whether it's political for your party yep. or your personal, you know, financial gain yep. or for access, you know? Yep. So, Thank you. And and I think everything you've said, and I think the it's always about personal interest, it's about access, and it also always is follow the money. That's follow the money. Follow the money. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin, from Pendleton. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. All right. I mean, you look down this list. We started it before, but you look down this list of what you need an ID for. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's 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 hilarious because how voting is not on this list is, is amazing. To buy alcohol and cigarettes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Opening a bank account. Right. Applying for welfare. <laughs> renting a hotel room. Adopting a pet. Adopting a pet. Buying a <laughs> cell phone. Going to a casino. <laughs> Um, How about your favorite? Yeah, buying a video game that's rated mature. You need an ID for that, <laughs> but you don't need an ID to show up at the ballot booth. It, it is, and I don't care, this is the, the thing, I don't care what you believe in if you're a Republican, right. Democrat, Independent, whatever. The fact, if you don't think that ID should be a, a necessity to vote, or being a citizen, right. of our, a full citizen of our country is a necessity to vote, you're out of your mind. You are, you're out of your <laughs> you're mind. out of your mind. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, folks. John from Rochester is going to be coming up next. And we're going to also have a special uh, guest, Charlie Sparaza. Who led him on the air? I have no idea. Oh, my gosh. He broke through into the phone lines, and there he is. I think I have to take the call now since he's there. But um, he is our life insurance specialist, um, really guru when it comes to life insurance. And he's going to share his words of wisdom with us in just a moment. Folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. If you'd like to tune in here and chime in, I should say, 1-800-616-9236. 1-800-616-9236. We do have some open phone lines. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys. This is the show where money meets politics. I'm your host today, Glenn Wiggle, here with Mike Lomas. It's time to talk money. Do you know what he's done? The gap exactly. between the rich and the poor is going down. We've got 3.6% unemployment rates. Do you know what this man is doing? The media will come out as the lapdogs, uh, you know, kissing the butt of the Democrat Party. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. All right, welcome back. You've got Mike Hayflick and Mike Sparaza in studio live this weekend for Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle. Taking a little time off. Now that it's springtime, nice to get out, do yeah. some things. Yeah. Little uh, cleanup of homes, getting all that stuff out of basements and sheds back into your yard. 
so that in late September, early October, you can put all that stuff that's out in your yards back into the basement and back into the sheds. Get that nice four months. Yeah, people yeah. down in the uh, southern states, maybe out west, they don't get the joy of doing that, <laughs> of nearly falling down wet basement stairs as you're holding like just hundreds of pounds worth of of your lawn, you know, equipment, lawn chairs and all that. I mean, well, we, for, we got that going for us. We got my dad coming on. He can tell you about our experiences closing the pool every year. That's oh, right. Maybe we'll start with yeah. that. Yeah. But um, folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833 Fin Guys, we do all sorts of cool stuff at our office. Um, one of the coolest things is we help people get through a successful retirement. That's something I focus on with my partner, Ron Reinstein, in Social Security Claiming Strategies, Retirement Income Planning. And um, you know what, what I find we are able to do is, is really figure out how much of your wealth do you need for income so that we can then free up what we call excess capital to grow. We might actually resuscitate the idea of legacy, folks, like of Charlie, guys like Charlie Sparaza leaving a lot, an abundance of wealth to their, their family, like yeah. Michael. Yeah. Right? That's like, what we're looking for. All for me, yes. Oh, yes. oh first your mom. But but <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> no, just me. Just let's me. go to we're gonna go to John from Rochester and then we're gonna go to Charlie Sparaza. So hey John, how are you? Hey Mike Square. I like that Kevin <laughs> He always brings great math to the show, doesn't he? And optimism too. And optimism, yeah. no doubt. That's right. You guys were talking earlier about the burning buildings in Portland and and, you know, the thing that this is an epidemic uh, by huge proportions across the country. It's touched our city, uh, mm -hmm. Rochester, and many, uh, Buffalo, you name it. And I'll tell you, all of it's really based upon a false narrative. So what's happening is the media, and we have our, just in Rochester, we have the Democrat and Chronicle and the, the NPR station, WXXI. Mm -hmm. they, they perpetrate this false narrative, which creates racial tension. And uh, it's unbelievable that uh, the media, such as those two outlets, across the country are perpetuating this false narrative. It, the, the, the reason I bring this up is, if you look at statistics, uh, and I get these statistics from Heather McDonald, who's a mm -hmm. well-known criminologist, and uh, Candace Owens. There's just a few statistics. Mm -hmm. As an example, 70 to 75 percent of shootings and robberies in New York City are committed by African Americans. 3% mm -hmm. committed by w white Americans. In Chicago, 80% of homicides are committed by African Americans. 1% are committed by white Americans. Uh, in the United States, 44% of homicides are committed by black Americans, yet black male Americans, yet only, they only comprise 6% of the uh, total population. The reason I bring these points up is the frequency of contact that police have mm -hmm. in arresting these perpetrators, these violent felons and criminals, mm -hmm. uh, create this uh, situation. And when you look at these statistics, and Candace Owens and uh, Heather McDonald, their conclusions are, and right. other st and FBI studies have said this, right. the police actually give whites less leeway than blacks mm -hmm. in an arrest. So the, op the opposite is true, but the media won't report that. That's what's creating this 
revolution and violence in the country. It's unbelievable. Agreed. And and um, there actually was an article that Mike found, um, Matt Walsh from Daily Wire. He's, there were actually 500 white people had been killed by cops since 2020. But and, I think and a hundred cops this year and a hundred cops, yeah, a cop, yeah. hundred cops have been killed. There were there were some COVID deaths that were reported of cops, but I think I had the number of a hundred and twenty-eight non-COVID deaths in twenty twenty. Officers right. down memorial page dot org, ODMP dot org. What you said though, I think is so spot on, John. It's it's being created and perpetuated by the media. This this farce, and and I was gonna say. You're being absurd, John, because you're actually using data. You're actually using evidence to support what you're saying. Like, that's not allowed, remember? It's fake news. It's fake news. That's fake news when you use evidence. But I agree with you. People like Candace Owens are the people we need to hear more from, and we need to hear way more of of people like her. And I mean African-American conservatives, people who just want to speak common sense about these issues. Well, and I'll let you touch on this, Mike, because you said it perfectly on the way here. You know, David Bellavia's comments to us this week about, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he was essentially saying, you know, if you're these young kids, you'd be breaking stuff too, because all you hear from your parents are you got to fight back, and then you hear from the media, That's right. burn it down, burn it down, burn it down. That's no wonder right. these kids are doing it, right? That's no right. wonder they're doing. It. And that was what you know. That kind of took me back when David said that, because I'm like yes. you know, thinking about it. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't even know better. Yes, you really you, don't. If you can, folks, find the TFG Truth podcast that Mike and I did. We we interviewed Medal of Honor winner David Bellavia, of course, host of the David Bellavia Show. Um, we'll, give, we'll give you the last word, John. I was just going to say, you know, the media really is the enemy of our republic. They have created so much dissent. Just on race alone, they've divided this country uh, uh, racially uh, by perpetuating this lie. Mm-hmm. And they will. And I have had I have had a lot of contact with reporters nationally and locally, begging them to yep. report these statistics to diffuse the anger that's coming out of the black communities. Yep. They just are in a in a they've been misinformed for so long and brainwashed to the extent that the, the police as an example are their enemy agreed the opposite is the truth no doubt it's happening out um out in minnesota of course out in rochester new york it happened a little bit in buffalo we've had our own incidences raleigh durham now north carolina oakland california it's happening everywhere and i now now instead we just have patrice uh colors coming on telling us how they're treated unfairly with her four homes that she bought right instead that's what we get on tv we get people like her talking to us right we we do definitely definitely need more voices like candace owens out there john thanks for calling have a good weekend keep up the fight boy will do (laughs) great call john from rochester always appreciate his insights um yeah, we, we actually have some things going on uh, in our office, folks. Um, we're highlighting home and auto, actually, insurance month, in April. Yeah, yeah if, so. you get a, if you get a quote this month with us, you get put into a $150 drawing to uh, Russell Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. So. I've been trying to get a quote every single day of this month <laughs> just to get my, my um, number of chances up in the mm-hmm. office. So I've been using different names. And nobody asked me for ID, which was great. <laughs> I was getting part of this home and auto um, um, raffle. Again, what is it? One hundred and fifty dollars toward yep. Russell's. Yep. Oh, great stakes. Putting in a bunch there. of different names too. Aren't great you? stakes and great pork chops over there, by the way. <laughs> uh, Medicare Mondays this Monday, April nineteenth. It's actually a live event. If you can't be here, there will be ways that you can access other events um, relating to Medicare. But we'll let Brian Faraci uh, let us know that um, after the break. But right after the break, folks, if you've been tuned in, we are going to have Charlie Sparaza, life insurance specialist. He heads up our life insurance division at the Financial Guys. We're going to have him next. 
We are going to take a quick break, though. You're listening to The Financial Guys, Mike and Mike, here on The Financial Guys Radio Network. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The Financial Guys and Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. Always not a swindle. What you do is see, you give them all your credit card numbers, and if one of them is lucky, they'll send you a prize. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Stop it! Stop it! Don't you realize you've just been brainwashed by corporate propaganda? And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Lisa's a grade A moron. <laughs> Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. The second half of the Financial Guys radio show. I'm Mike Hayflick with Mike Sparaza today. And it always flies. happy to be here. It, it flies. It flies. It's like it a blink of the eye. It, it really does. is. Oh, 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 sorry, folks. Um, we have late-breaking late breaking, um, news. We've got to... Go to, this is, um, I believe, Kamala Harris at the border. Where, where is she? She was going to report on that border crisis, or challenge, as they say. Just wait. 25 days of crickets. It's going to be 25 days tomorrow and yeah. then 26 on Monday. I have yeah. a feeling she might go for the record of maybe 30 days maybe without never. hearing from her. Maybe she'll <laughs> never show up. Um, I read an article, actually, folks, that, um, you know, this would have been a great opportunity for her to show kind of her leadership, right? If she does end up the president of the United States, this would have been a great launch of her ability to, to let maybe settle people down, reduce anxiety, mm-hmm. show that they have some kind of control over this. Oh, no. No. It's either – this was our, our talk, though. We said, do we like Kamala crickets or do we like crazy laugh Kamala? So you heard the crickets. <laughs> Okay, so it's either that or it's Kamala Cricket. So let's hear yours again. I got to pull it back up now. That's all right. Crickets go for at least eight seconds. (laughs) Kamala Crickets or Crazy Laugh Kamala. What are we going to go with, folks? I mean, I think... uh, Socialist or progressive Mm -hmm. perspective? (laughs) No. I, the the laugh I, and I really I really do wonder what that is. Yeah. Is it a nervous laugh? Is it is it she just like mm-hmm. we've said th- these these liberals love to just smack us in the face with mm-hmm. their with their hypocrisy and they're just not caring right. about anything anymore. If, even even if it's wrong, they don't even care. They'll put it in your face. They no, know it's wrong. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's say they are not solution oriented. Let's right. just leave it at that. Um, we've got some really good text. First of all, I, I really appreciate the text support out there. Kevin on speaker, awful connection. So, Kevin, please, if you're going to call from Pendleton, (laughs) would you please make sure we have better audio on your end? I'm certain Jerry is making sure it's perfect. Mike and I would have no idea what to do. So 
Jerry made it work. Kevin and Pendleton, if you could please improve your audio connection. Um, we also have, no, you do. You need an ID to take junk to the junkyard. Really? Didn't know that. We're going to add that to the list. Here's what? another one. Not to vote. <laughs> Did you see the other one? You need ID to buy spray paint at Home Depot? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think I've gotten away with something then because I don't know that I've ever done that at Home Depot or Lowe's or Value or any of these other outfits. You remember that out, that outfit over there? That outfit. That one outfit over, over there. Over there on the other side. Oh, your there. defense department, Mr. Yeah. President. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> yeah. was. That outfit, yeah. uh, that man over there. Um, <laughs> here's something. Charles Barkley has a great two-minute video on the racial divide and who's responsible. Politicians, etc. Right on. Yeah, these are great. Great she, texts. Thanks for not, flowing she, these in, folks. She's not a leader at all. Very well said. Whoever texted that in. <laughs> yes. Um, there was one more I liked. Hang on, hang on. I like a lot of these, but there was another one. Oh, yes, right at the bottom of the screen there. Mickey Kearns is cool. I'm taking him to Carolina with me. Signed, Mickey's wife. <laughs> no, kidding. No, kidding. I, I don't, I'm not sure who this was, but um, uh, there's a Mickey Kearns fan. I'm a Mickey Kearns fan. I think he, you know, running the Erie County Clerk's Office like it's a business yep. makes all the sense in the world. When you're in public office, I feel like you are there to serve the public. Yep. Serving the public is doing this, making the best use of resources to provide the best services you can. And Mickey Kearns, thank you for doing that. A South Buffalo guy. We had a connection. We had a good time talking to him last week. Outstanding. It was, that was a lot of fun. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. I'd love yeah. to talk offline with him more yeah. about our connections yeah. to South Buffalo. And uh, he's a devoted South Buffalo guy. And uh, now he's a devoted Erie County guy. And I, I think we're all um, very pleased to have him there. And uh, what else is going on? We, we've got um, Portland still burning. we got Minnesota burning. I think we'll get into some of that with Stefan, too, because yeah. that's good stuff for Stefan. Stefan, yeah. soon coming up. Um, yeah. Just yet another, uh, another shooting, a cop shooting, a young man. Not the nicest of young men, right? Had some troubles. Definitely had a, an arrest warrant out there, but did not de deserve to die. Yeah. Um, he should have been tased, yeah. not shot with a handgun. Yeah. So um, definitely... This is just obviously throwing uh, fuel on the fire. Um, we're going to bring Charlie, right? I was going to say, should we bring on the, we the, got the new movie star? Movies. Well, <laughs> of course. And, and I think he's going to have to tell us about his debut in, um, in the big, big pictures here. Charlie, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for, thanks for taking my call. C can I get your autograph next time you're in the <laughs> office? Well, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not there yet, but, but I was listening to a commercial prior to coming on. Okay. He said that uh, this fellow, uh, what's his name, Mr. Biden? Yep. He was golfing for the first time today. Here's my question. Well, who's going to know? What, tell him what hole he's going on? <laughs> Count your shots. <laughs> Five seconds ago. Well, he'll just make up everything like he always does anyways. He'll just, ah, I got a four there, ah, six there. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers don't matter. No, of course. That's data. That's science, right? Who cares about evidence, right? Now, if there's any facts, you're a racist or a bigot. It's yep. A fact. Yep. i move right on. So here's what I want to share with you, your listeners. But yep. So there's some tax changes coming up that they're trying to force through. Like right now, if somebody dies, you know, you have more than $11.7 million to get taxed. Well, most people aren't in that, that issue right now. Mm -hmm. but, but what they're all looking at now is bringing it down to $3.5 million, which is, makes a whole lot of difference because there are a lot of folks that that meet that criteria and then if you have more than 3.5 million then everything over that is taxed at 45 percent in addition they want to take away you know if you bought a house for ten dollars and it's worth a thousand now mm -hmm. they want to take up the would take away that stepped up value so that when it passes on to kids 
they, they're not getting that stepped-up value anymore. Now they've got to pay the tax on the full boat. And then also they want to increase the capital gains. So, Mike, this is a tip for you. By the way, I'm leaving all my stuff to Rocky, the family dog. <laughs> Rocky, <you're... laughs> Rocky's going to be a, a rich dog. <laughs> yeah. But, but what's important, and then here's another great thing that's going on right now. It actually passed in January, but the, the companies are coming out with the software May 1st. So there were rules that you can only put so much money in life insurance and you get capped. Mm-hmm. You put more in that, then everything coming out will be taxable. They just raised that number going in to more than 50% of what it was. So if you could put in 1000 now you could put in two. All that excess money now grows their tax deferred, and even when you pull it out, you can pull it out tax-free. So for those folks that have maxed out either their 401K, their mm-hmm. IRAs, this is a great tool, and it's also self-completing. Mm-hmm. Most people plan, right? They plan on they're going to put the money into the 401K. They're going to do their own investing. They're going to do all this stuff. What happens when life gets cut short? What happens to all those plans? That gets cut short. This is self-completing because there's a death benefit attached to it to get the family the money they were supposed to get, or some of it, mm-hmm. other than none of it. The other thing that's interesting about it is is that when people do this and they put this rider on, they also, if they got disabled, the money will continue to be going into the plan mm-hmm. so that they can access it later tax-free. The other thing is also if somebody went into a nursing home or needed care at their own home, there are riders that will help pay for that as well. So this is all tools to help you from having to deplete Mm-hmm. All of your assets that you spent a lifetime accumulating because you either got sick or you passed away early. It's a shame that more people don't at least research it. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But I tend to think that most people today, if you think about it, I mean, we are. Do we manage money? Did somebody say that on the radio station? Mm-hmm. Do we manage money? Well, here's another great tool to add to whatever it is you're doing already. And that's your guarantee that your plan is going to get fulfilled if you pass away early. The money's going to be there for your family. If you become disabled, the money's going to be in there, and then it comes out tax-free. Who's better than that? And you know, right now, taxes are only going to do one thing: they're going to go up. Yeah, Those no doubt. Be pulling, right? No, no question about it, folks. We have life insurance specialist Charlie Sparaza on the line with us right now. You just laid out a whole bunch of reasons. Not only to be thinking, not just accumulate wealth in the more traditional ways, but to also protect family. Um, and you also brought up some points that I think lead to you need to have someone in your life who is sort of staying on top of these things. That estate planning number, that 11.7 dropping down to 3.5, that's a big deal. But I think it's also a big deal of the idea of a transfer of a house to someone else while you're alive versus the transfer of the house upon someone's death. That was a big deal. I was just going to say, too, and, and Dad, I'll let you talk about this, but but it doesn't matter how old you are either, whether you're a 25-year-old you know, individual with a family or mm-hmm. if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, you got to always think about this stuff because we don't know when it's going to happen. Right. If, if we knew, it's easy to plan, right? If you don't right. fall down, you sit down first. But you don't know when it's going to happen. That's why it's important to have a plan. This whole thing about life is planning. Right. You plan to build a house. You plan to have a family. Everything is a plan. When you don't have a plan... You fail. You, you do. Don't plan on failing. 
they failed to plan is the real issue. Absolutely. We're not going to let you off the hook, though, on this this acting debut. Would you just real, real quickly, <laughs> like within 30 seconds, tell us, how did you end up on, on some television show? It was simply by accident. I was here with a friend of mine <laughs> who invested in a program. We happened to go on the set, and what happened was I walked in first, and the guy said, are you so-and-so? I said, no behind me and he turns around and says no that's my bodyguard <laughs> the guy says you know you got a face for this before i know it last night i was in miami filming uh-huh. this program that's coming out in uh, the first quarter of 22 i was i got there at 7 30 we finished filming at 2 30 in the morning <laughs> and can you at least tell the audience what what uh, role you actually had I was, uh, and here it is, I was the director of the funeral parlor. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. I'm going to look for it, and I'm definitely going to see if you're in the credits. I love it. <laughs> well, congratulations. That's probably one of the most significant things you've ever done after marriage and after having Michael as a, a child, right? Go, go easy with Mike. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> Take care. Charlie Sparaza, Mike Sparaza's dad. Um Really, a life insurance specialist um, to the nth degree. He really, really knows his stuff. It's been many decades he's been in that business, folks. So if you do need Charlie's help, 833-FIN-GUYS. Um, just heard a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what I'm really impressed by is his his mastery of what's changing. Yeah. Because I think we all like might say, well, you know, when you're young, you get married, you need some term life insurance. Ah, we have children. We better get more life insurance. Mm-hmm. But there's also reason to have life insurance and I always think of the word leverage, right? Leverage your existing wealth for more wealth for not only your spouse, but maybe for your family. You could really leave a tremendous legacy doing it. And so. that's why you want an expert who knows all those rules and regulations because, you know, you do what you do every day. It's yep. hard to focus on all that. I do what I do, I do every day. And yep. it's good to have somebody that knows those specific products and laws and everything that goes along with it. Absolutely. Yep. Highly collaborative team. Yep. Um, we're going to actually bring in, just, just before our next uh, short break, uh, Brian Faraci. Uh, Brian is on our health insurance team. He is director of operations of TFG Insurance. Hey, Brian. Guys, you're making me follow up that. I know. <laughs> have you been on any television shows of late, or will you be? I have not, and I don't plan on. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some home movies, right? Your kids might be creating. I bet one of your kids would do it. <laughs> Love it. What's happening in the world of health insurance? I know we were plugging Medicare Mondays. One is uh, Monday this week, uh, April 19th, live. You can actually be there in person. Yeah, we actually only have a couple seats available left. It actually filled up fairly quick. Awesome. We were shocked about. Uh, but it's good to, to get everyone in here. We're going to have Paula's Donuts. Off. Ooh, there you go. Um, so even if you just want to come in for some donuts, come in and, and check out our seminar. So I don't have to be close to Medicare age. I can show up and... and uh... In, indulge. Well, we're going to talk about uh, some of the ABCs of Medicare. We're going to go over charity care, Epic, all the extra help programs um, that a lot of Medicare beneficiaries are not aware of, and they don't think that they're eligible because they mm-hmm. that they may be higher income. Right. Um, but that's not necessarily all always the case. Gotcha. So even if you are a high income earner, you still may be eligible for some of these programs. Uh, okay. Additional benefits that come along with it. Terrific. And I know um, it's super often. I mean, it's literally every week, maybe two, three times a week that I'll have clients either heading over toward your office or maybe Brian Janik or Chris Heise or scheduling something with Madison to see you folks, whether it's pre-Medicare or Medicare and, and years thereafter. Um, I know Mike would say the same thing. People go from his home and auto appointment to see you 
or Brian. And like we just heard from Charlie in terms of life insurance and some of the rules relating to these things in, in estate planning and so forth, things are always changing with you guys. And that's, I think, the real value you know, throughout the year when maybe you're not ready to make a change. Some programs allow you to make changes throughout the year. And I think Epic is one of them, correct? Epic is one of them. And it's it's free for most people. Um, income earners up to 75000 as a single or 100000 as a married couple filing together. And it does allow you to, to enroll into another plan or switch out of your plan if you need to in the middle of the year. And we like to take advantage of that, especially if you have a planned procedure coming up, a mm-hmm. surgery, hip surgery, um, or if you just find out that you're not in the right plan because it's not doing everything that you thought it was going to be. Right. So- I think that's a really good point, too. And it kind of echoes what Charlie mentioned and what you've just said. You know, it's not always the best time to look for help. Like once you've hit the situation, once it's upon you, it's maybe best to say, you know what? I've heard of this epic thing. Let me find out when I might take advantage of that, right? I mean, they could call you throughout the year to get advice before the crisis. Well, the same thing with all the departments here at the Financial Guys is that we're only doing Medicare and health insurance. We're not um, digging into life insurance. We leave mm-hmm. Charlie. Um, we're not doing home and auto because we leave it up to Mike Sprez and his team. Mm-hmm. Um, we're focused 365 days a year on trying to, to to help the senior population, especially in the Western New York area and even down in South Florida. That's awesome. Can you just again echo the idea that we're doing the Medicare Mondays again? What does that mean for people? How can they access um, your help and and do it in a in a more group setting? You know, sometimes people aren't ready. I know I put my wife Lisa in this category. Sometimes she knows something's coming, and even if it's a year or two from now, she'll start researching and she'll she'll really get her head around the topic so that we're not caught off guard. So I always thank her for doing that. Um, what can people do to just start, you know, uh, prepping for that that uh, Medicare um, event that they're going to have? It doesn't matter if you're turning 65 in a couple months or if it's a couple years or if you're even on Medicare already or just you want to compare your work plan to what Medicare would offer. Sure. Um, we like to do this two years in advance with some people because they're not sure if they're able to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, I could lay out, you know, 10 different situations where I had clients come in and they're retiring in a few months and then they realize that they can't afford health insurance because of their prescriptions or they didn't prepare for it. Right. Um, So now they're stuck going back to work for another year until um, they can get their spouse off the insurance and then they're both going on to Medicare. Awesome. So besides the 833 Finn guys number, how else can they reach you and your team? Best way to get a hold of our team is 633-1331, and that'll work for our Batavia office, Rochester office, and our Buffalo office. Awesome. Have a good rest of your weekend, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Awesome. Brian Faraci, Director of Operations of our TFG Insurance Division. Um, just a fountain of knowledge. Him, Brian Janik, Chris um, Moody, Madison, Moody, yeah, Chris yeah, Moody. Yeah. Who, who did I say? Be? Chris I? Is that I someone know. else? I, yeah, yeah. Chris Moody. <laughs> yeah, Chris. We have Chris's, <laughs> we have Brian's <laughs> yeah. and Mike's and Ron's. And, and those yeah. other folks yeah. over yeah. in that other yeah. outfit. Yeah. You that know, other outfit over there. In the medical team. In that team over there. <laughs> All right. Um, we are going to take a really, really quick break. We're going to bring on Stefan Mahailu. Hopefully he will stay on past the uh, bottom of the hour break. But um, you've got Mike and Mike. Uh, we are the Financial Guys on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Network with guest host Mike Hayflick. 
Need your weekly Glenn and Mike fix? Check out their podcast, available on all streaming platforms and YouTube. New episodes are released every single week. Now, here's Mike Hayflick. All righty, welcome back. That was a short break. We got another one coming up, but before that... We did want to talk a little bit about our TFG Truth podcast this week. Yeah, so I think, uh, well, not I think, what we decided to do was instead of doing our interviews on the after show each week, we're going to turn the after show into interviewing our departments once a month, Mm -hmm. and our our after show will now be our podcast. So TFG Truth, every week we'll be doing either just Mike and I or we'll be bringing in an interview. This weekend, or this week, I should say, we did David Bellavia, which was awesome. Mm. Great knowledge there. That was a lot of fun. Last week we had Mickey Kearns. Um, So... Um, you know, that's what we're going to go to from now on, yep. TFG Truth Podcast. So subscribe to that, like it. I don't know all the terminology still. I know. Kelsey and, and you, would be mad and at also, me. also, Mike and Glenn's, the, yes. the Financial Guys podcast, it's always, always yep. fun. And in fact, this week, um, I think it had something to do with, let me see here. Fiscal suicide. Fiscal suicide, yep. yeah. So yep. talking um, a little bit about um, poorly run budgets. So yep. so in that vein, we're going to actually bring, bring <laughs> on, in the vein of poorly run budgets, we're going to bring on Stefan Mahailu. How's that, Stefan? Yeah, uh, <laughs> government never met a dollar they didn't like to spend. <laughs> I love it. We're, we're going to be coming up on a quick break, but um, uh, we wanted to get you on here, introduce you at least, and... Uh, how are you, sir? Life is great. Uh, my wife Ashley and I took the boys to see the cherry blossoms at the Buffalo History Museum. Tons of people, more masks. Some nice. did not. It was uh, great to be out and about. Nice. Yeah, it's. Uh, th- this is a great time of year. I, uh, I love seeing the green <laughs> again. Speaking of masks, I saw. I just read here. Ted Cruz is now joining Rand Paul, saying no to masks anymore in the uh, in the Capitol building. Is that right? Yeah. Well, and I bet they're not. I bet they're probably social distancing just because they want to. Most of these people do not want to be like shoulder to shoulder with each right, other. Right. Is that true, Stefan? In government, you really prefer not to be like right next to each other. <laughs> well, even in the office of Erie County Controller, we've had a remote workforce long before COVID struck, going back to I believe January of 2019. Just yep. because our workers are more productive, they're working remotely and. Uh, we don't need to pay for the big space in the Wrath Building. Right, right. Absolutely. We're going to be taking a, a real quick break. Stefan, I know you can hold over. I really appreciate it. Folks, if you'd like to get in touch with us right now, 800-616-9236. We are the Financial Guys. We'll be right back with more from Erie County Comptroller Stefan Mahailu. Don't turn that dial, folks. You're listening to the Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll-free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. All righty, welcome back. Folks, if you think like us, if you need us throughout the week, we do manage money for a living. We have a unique homework process that we can... Mail to you, email to you. You can come in in person now and sit with us, share with us things about your financial life, and we can see if we can keep you on track and or sometimes get you on track. Um, it's interesting. Um, we were talking a little bit about having some of our portfolio managers, some of our investment committee on in the in the future uh, as we host. Yeah, and yeah. Um, markets are really good. Um, and I think that sometimes makes it, it sometimes makes us a little bit complacent about our plans. And as we heard from Charlie Sparaz, our life insurance specialist, um, 
sometimes things are happening around you. And if you don't have specialists in your life to remind you that even in good times, things can change, um, it can kind of catch you um, at, at, in, a, in a really negative way. Yep. So catch kinda, you in a bind. Yeah, yeah. I, was, yeah, I was thinking like bite your behind, you yeah. know, because <laughs> it kind of feels like that and yeah. worse if yeah. if suddenly you've lost thousands of dollars or you, you thought you were protected in ways that you really weren't, things like that. You lose so, your spouse and income. and Absolutely. Yeah. Some, some significant life events can happen. Yeah. And don't be caught off guard. Um, plan ahead or you are basically planning to fail, as Charlie said. So 833-FIN-GUYS to reach us. Um, we're going to be bringing back in uh, Stefan. Uh, Stefan, thanks for waiting. And uh, what's going on in uh, in Erie County these days? We have a vaccine mandate, perhaps, huh? To, to make it into Bills games, Sabres games. To me, it feels like a little bit of a slippery slope here. Well, not until Governor Cuomo basically threw Mark cars under the bus and then popped it in reverse and then ran him over again. <laughs> uh, you know, we thought we'd have to uh, look at litigation uh, to stop this because I believe it is discriminatory uh, against people who had COVID and built up natural antibodies and natural immunity to it. But I think Governor Cuomo slapped Mark Polonkars around pretty good. Uh, so for now, uh, we don't think uh, the county executive has the guts mm -hmm. uh, to stand up for taxpayers and actually take on Andrew Cuomo. So mm -hmm. hopefully cooler heads will prevail and uh, we'll have an open stadium with masks and without masks and with people who are vaccinated and people who are not vaccinated. Yeah. What exactly happened with Cuomo and polling cars? I may have missed that. Well, I don't think the county executive either thought it through or checked with New York State, mm -hmm. uh, but Mark Polonkar has announced that only vaccinated individuals would be allowed into, and I still call it Rich Stadium, mm. uh, <laughs> or downtown for Sabres games. Right. And the next day, the governor very publicly uh, took the county executive to the woodshed, uh, and Mark Polonkar is basically, you know, stuck with his uh, tail between his legs, and, mm -hmm. you know, the governor said no. Strumming his guitar, I'm sure. <laughs> right. After his hockey game. The governor, right. States <laughs> and closing down hockey rinks and forcing little kids to sit on the sidelines, but that's another story. We don't want to bring up old old news. Come on. <laughs> right. Oh, well, we had to. The governor basically said wrong. You know, the county executive is not correct, uh, and it is. I believe it is very discriminatory against people who had COVID, uh, survived, and built natural antibodies. You know, because that's how you build true herd immunity people who are you combine people who are vaccinated and mm -hmm. who had the disease and fought it off and have natural antibodies sure so we shall see what happens uh for the the upcoming bill season so stefan i i know you're a big uh uh well i shouldn't say you're a big twitter hater there's a lot of twitter haters <laughs> of you i should say it that way uh, I I got into a little bit of uh, uh we'll call it another bind when I had I uh, I I tried to get somebody on a radio show and uh, the haters out there didn't like me so now I know how it feels to be hated out there. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, I think it was 2014. My wife Ashley and I went to a concert, and this is when I was able to post on my own social media. And I thought I wrote some you know beautiful prose of having a great night with my wife and. You know, I may have had a couple pops in me, and the next time I looked at it, it looked like hieroglyphics. Yeah. <laughs> From that day forward, I don't even know the password to my own social media. What I'll do is, um, and it prevents me from getting in trouble, basically. Uh -huh. Right. You know, if I get my Ukrainian, I'll forget about it. I'll watch the page of the paper. <laughs> Actually, like, email staff, hey, here's, you know, some 
some copy. Here's a, a photo. Let's try and post it. I cannot even post to my own social media, and and so therefore I don't I don't see anything. I couldn't even log on to my my Facebook or Twitter if I wanted to. Uh, and again, it keeps me out of trouble, and it's uh, it's a good policy to have because you know if I if I read negative comments, then I'll want to start my car in the garage, and if I see positive things, my head will get big. So I just don't even bother with it. Right. But, but I, I laugh, and you know, it was regarding the vaccine. That's why I'm bringing this up. But I, and the polling cars issue, I, I simply said, "Hey, can you join us on our radio show?" And I, the first comment was, "Your radio show sucks." I'm like, "Well, thanks. I appreciate that." <laughs> we already knew that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. That wasn't news. Oh, geez. Hey, hey, Stefan, would you comment on uh, on what's going on in these American cities? My goodness. Uh, I feel like just when you think we might be making a little bit of progress, a little maybe, um, it feels like another event, right? This cop, 26-year vet, shooting someone, thinking she's tasing him, shoots him in the midsection, drives he drives off probably, I don't know, not more than 100 feet and end, ends up dying. But my goodness, where do you think this is going? And um, I mean, is there really an end to any of this or what's up? Well, here's what I will say about this issue is that uh, the Working Families Party traditionally endorses here in Buffalo all Democrats. I would never, ever accept the Working Families endorsement for any political race because their entire platform is defund the police. (laughs) And everyone now is on these radical progressives and these socialists want to Mm -hmm. abolish the police. Right. But you know what? What's the first number they dial when they're in trouble? Well, right. And why? Right. And none of these individuals have any idea how hard it is and the stress and the challenges uh, of working one day in the shoes of law enforcement, and they'd be whistling a different tune. And so as a, a public official and as a taxpayer, I say we have to fund our police and support law enforcement uh, because they risk their lives every single day to keep our families safe and our community safe. Uh, and now more than ever, police need our support because it's practically impossible for them to do their jobs now. They're afraid of lawsuits. They're for, afraid of losing their jobs. And, and in our bigger cities where Antifa says defund the police, that's where you're seeing lawlessness, anarchy, uh, and you know the Working Families Party and those that run on it should be ashamed of themselves. No doubt. And and Mike actually found this Rashida Tlaib tweet. He can read a little bit of this. Yeah, and I'll say this before I say it. You know, we, we've talked to three police officers, two sheriffs and one local police officer, Sheriff Daniels in Arizona, mm-hmm. Sheriff Naco in Florida, and then a local officer, like I said. All three both admitted, yes, we need to fix certain things. Yes, we there mm-hmm. is room for improvement, right? But even police officers admit that there's room for improvement. And then you get idiots like Rashida Tlaib, who comes out and says policing is inherently and intentionally racist. No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. You know, I, 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 and then she calls it government-funded murder. That's what policing is. I mean— that that and 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 Trump gets thrown off of Twitter, and then you say stupid stuff like that. Right? Who's showing up at my door, Stefan? If uh, if suddenly in the middle of the night, two a.m., I hear the no, the door of my my uh, my home get broken in, and I hear you know many footsteps. Who is who am I calling if I call nine one one? Who's coming? Right. And these radical progressives and these socialists, the first number they're going to dial is nine one one. And look, I, I think the world, personally and professionally, my wife, Ashley, she's a social worker, uh, and she does incredible work, bright, smart. Mm-hmm. But 
all these radical progressives say, hey, let's have social workers do the job of police. <laughs> well, if someone's breaking into my home or threatening my life, I'm not calling a social worker. I'm calling a police officer. And it is sick and disturbing that the main point and part of the platform of the Working Families Party is to defund, and now they want to abolish police. So shame on any politician, more so Democrats, that run on the Working Families line Mm -hmm. because they want attacks on our police. They want to defund police. They want to abolish police. Right. And this is why you keep having these, I'll call them, it's not a flare-up anymore because it's like commonplace now, but of these riots and these these angry, angry, angry protesters. When you tweet stuff like she tweets or like AOC mm-hmm. tweets or, you know, you, you want to know why people are, are, are standing up and fighting the police? Half these people don't know any better. They're just reading a Twitter feed. Yeah, and they they're, think, they're essentially being told. To. Yes, yeah. yes. Just like they were, they were claiming that President Trump incited the Capitol um, event uh, on January sixth. I mean, right. he and he did far from that. This is explicit. This is her saying: no police, no more jails. You know, it's all it's, it's, it's murder. All gotta go. It's murder. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. Hey, Stefan, do you mind if I bring on Rambo Jim from North Tonawanda? Let's see what he's got to say here. Rambo Jim, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for your patience. I wanted to get you on while Stefan is on. He can respond to your comments. Believe it or not, I took a dap while I was on hold. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that Touché. Thing. Um, You know, you guys, the thing is, I don't know what it is, but there are some people who don't understand the concept. I don't care why the police pull you over. You don't have to make any statements to them. They can arrest you, not arrest arrest you. All you have to say to the police officer, okay, arrest me, read me my riots, um, mm-hmm. rights, and I'm not telling, saying anything to you till my attorney gets here. Right. But I feel like these, these, these um, young men have not been told to do that. They've been told, you really need to watch your back, run for your life, stay away from those cops. They're going to They're arrest to you for you. no reason. Yep, that's right. I mean, that's yep. honestly, and, and if you tune into our TFT Truth um, episode with David Bellavia, he says things similar to that, that it's just the way they've been taught. Um, but nonetheless, I agree with you. I think if you are caught, it's like, okay, this little battle is over. Um, I want to live for the next one. <laughs> but here, here's my other question, too, and I'll let both respond. Uh, when I get pulled over, if I'm speeding or if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, making an illegal turn or something, and I'm acting like this happens like once a week, I haven't gotten pulled over in like six years. <laughs> but, you know, when I when I get pulled over, I, I panic, too, because you're always like, oh, no, is my registration good? Right. Is there, you know, so you're always 10 and 2 on the steering wheel. You're always polite. But it doesn't matter who you are. you got to be polite and you got to be reasonable with the officer. Is that is that a fair statement? Stefan, how about you first, and then Rambo Jim? Well, when it comes to police officers, they have no idea what they're going to encounter. on, And there's no such thing as a routine traffic stop. It may be for us, mm-hmm. but not for police officers. They have no idea of people inside a vehicle, whether you're in the city, suburbs, in our farm community, whether that person has a firearm, whether their intent is to, is to hurt these police officers. And they put their lives on the line every single day to keep us safe. And I would challenge all these uh, Antifa types and all these radical progressive clowns, spend 24 hours with a cop. <laughs> you will have a much different attitude about uh, law enforcement, and we should praise them and respect them 
and thank them every day for the great job they do. And, and don't and don't <laughs> call them if you don't want the police. Don't call them when you're in a jam either. None of them. None yeah. of those Antifa folks would ever do yeah. an, an hour in a yeah. patrol car. They they do not have the courage. The stones and yeah. and they do not. They don't. They don't have the courage, you know, to even be seen. They always have their their black hoodies. They got. And of course, they have a convenience of having these masks on now, right? Yeah. Nobody knows even who these people are, but they do exist. All right, some of those liberals out there say, "Ah, oh, it's it's a farce. It's not even an entity." You know, the, the Joy Behar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even exist. Okay, Joy. But uh, <laughs> Rambo Jim, uh, we'll give you the last word, my friend. Yeah, I just, I just want to say. Uh, a lot of these people that don't like the police and defund the police, well, through default, more or less, they're going to get what they want because, according to what I'm hearing, police departments all over the, the country, especially these urban police departments, they, they, nobody, they are having, it's getting harder and harder to find anybody that will even take the civil service test. So if you don't yep. like the police, well, you might end up, don't wish too hard, you might just get what you're wishing for. Because nobody wants to, I mean, almost nobody wants to take the test. Because and I've heard sensible people say, if you want to be a police officer today, you're brain dead. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, there are so many professions that, um, and, and it's surely due to incompetence, right? I mean, the messaging of Dr. Fauci, it's making, I think, anybody who's thinking about going into the health field, like, pause. Anyone who listens to... Um, you know, Phil Rumor, right? The Buffalo Teachers uh, Union leader. You listen to Phil Rumor, I'd be running from that education program that I'm in and say, get me out of here. What's the next What's the next step for me, uh, you know, advisor, college right. advisor? Right. I mean, if you're doing that, teaching, uh, law enforcement, my goodness, if you see what's going on with law enforcement, that might be the last thing I'd, I'd choose to do. Maybe you'd say the same thing about corrections facilities. It's really a shame. And uh, Rambo, Jim, we really appreciate you calling in. I'm going to let Stefan comment a, f a bit further here. Okay, thanks, pal. Nice. We, you, you guys enjoy your weekend. You too. Thank you. Too, you. Stefan, isn't it true? I mean, I, I, I mean, there's a there's a case to be made that at least a half a dozen professions that used to be revered, respected, are ones that many, many, many people would say there is no way I'm doing that. Well, and and look at the youth now and how they're being taught and some of the life lessons you know you, you have these anti-capitalist clowns who are keyboard warriors you know sucking their thumb in the fetal position in, in their mom's basement decrying mm -hmm. you know the free markets on their thousand dollar iphone designer clothes and their tablet talking about how oppressed they are right uh, you know they, don't, they have no idea what the real world is uh right. they're just clueless in this little bubble um and I think that's a, a big problem with uh, a lot of these 20-somethings nowadays. They, they literally make up problems to be oppressed about when they just be enjoying life and being happy and, and, and wishing love, peace, and happiness on everybody. No doubt. Do you, do you have just one more moment? Can we take a quick break, and can you stick with us? We want one more, one more little topic to, to talk about with you. Of course. Awesome, awesome. And Dolores, please stay on hold. We, you've been so patient. Dolores in Hamburg, you are coming up. Um, after this break, we have one more short segment coming up, folks, uh, before the top of the hour and when Esther Goulias takes over, uh, the tax lady and her team. But uh, we've got another 10 minutes or so. We're going to take a quick break. Thank you, Jerry, behind the glass, making this all work out so smoothly today, as always. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. All right. Um, we are the Financial Guys, Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza, the Financial Guys on the Financial Guys Radio Network. 
Forget the extremists. It's simple. No one hunts with an assault rifle. No one needs 10 bullets to kill a deer. You're listening to The Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free at 800-616-WBEN. And cell calls are free at star 930. Alrighty, welcome back. Got about eight more minutes left here, and uh, we've had Stefan Mahailu on the line. We're going to get right back to Stefan, and then Dolores, please do not hang up. We are going to get to you before this show is over. Yeah, I just wanted to say one thing before we go back to Stefan real quick. Uh, somebody I helped this week, and I thought it was an interesting story. She was only with a certain company for about a year or two, but she was doing a little payroll deduction plan where mm-hmm. for her auto insurance they were taking things out of payroll. And when, when I started quoting it, I said, something's off here. She, she's got to have claims or tickets. And I told her this right, right on the phone. I said, uh, you didn't have any claims, tickets? She's like, no, nothing. So I ran the numbers thinking uh, this, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And she was in a plan that uh, was about $3,000 higher than our plan. <laughs> uh, and we actually gave That's her insane. 10 times the coverage. She had state minimum limits, and we gave her 10 times the coverage, saved her that money, uh, and she was thrilled. And I Holy wanted to mention cow. that because, you know, Payroll deduction, you know, plans or things you find at work or here, you yep. just got to be careful with that stuff. Don't assume, folks. Yes. Don't assume you've got the best rate yes. because you've had the nice, uh, the nice gentleman, the nice woman, the, the you know, the company that has cool commercials. Yep. Um, don't assume you've got the best coverage and the best rates, especially. So, yeah, great point. Stefan, I'm going to go back to you here. So I saw a tweet going around now that I'm Mr. Twitter over here um, from Mr. Poland Cars, and he was mentioning that uh, Saturdays now there's a pop-up clinic at uh, a Buffalo location where people are going to be getting vaccinated, and uh, there was a picture of Dr. Gail Burstein at that location. So um, I know the county's promoting that. I do also know that she made some some serious overtime last year. Please tell me this is not included in the budget for her overtime. Well, she is putting in for overtime for that, as a matter of fact. Uh, we actually checked, uh, based on that tweet, uh, last year she earned about $183,000 in overtime on top of a $202,000 annual salary. Uh, and sure enough, you know, with Dr. Burstein volunteering to administer uh, COVID vaccinations on weekends, uh, the overtime meter is turning uh, to the tune of about $150 per hour. But but so, that's not volunteering, correct? Not when you're paid $150 <laughs> an hour for overtime. I mean, when you crunch the numbers, the, the, the going rate for union nurses is about 50 bucks an hour. <laughs> you can hire three union nurses for the same overtime rate for Dr. Burstein and actually, uh, you know, spend the same amount of money and vaccinate three times more people. Just another example of them slapping you in the face with their hypocrisy and idiocy. And I guess I'll just do this for all Erie County residents. To Gail Burstein, you're welcome. Yep, yep. Happy to give you some more of our money um, for the volunteering you're doing. Guys, you got to remember, everyone's uh, pensions are based on your the highest average of of your three years. Absolutely, last the highest three of the last five, I believe, right? Yeah, no, it's just our three highest average now. Oh, okay. Highest average years, no matter when they occur, oh. is what your pension's based on. So we're paying, we're going to be paying this for decades. Well, great for you, Gal. Great for you. I'll keep working 100 hours a week, and she can. Yeah, uh, keep going yeah. to your your um, those photo shots. Uh, what right? I mean, yep. give me a break. Yep. Terrible, Stefan. Before we part, any last words on uh, Erie County and what's happening? 
No, I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll get back to normal. Hopefully uh, cooler heads will prevail and rational heads will prevail and mm-hmm. vaccinated and non-vaccinated people uh, will be enjoying Bill's games. I think it's outrageous the county wants to force vaccinate, vaccinations on people yeah. in order to watch a football game or a Sabres game. That's rather unfortunate. And I'm going to keep fighting a good fight for businesses across Erie County. Absolutely. And we know you do. And uh, we appreciate it. Um, again, friend of the financial guys. Um, terrific, absolutely terrific conservative voice here in Erie County, Erie County controller, Stefan Mahailu. Stefan, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks. Always just love his visits. Oh, it's always fun. Um, again, common sense, right? Yeah. It's just, it's how we, when we talked to David Bellavia this week on our TFG Truth ep- uh, episode, it was all about common sense. And, and actually, folks, some very surprising answers from David. And I don't mean surprising in a, in a bad way, but very thought-provoking answers. He, he, everything he says is well said, yeah. right? It, yeah. You know, you can tell that he does his research. He, he looks and makes sure, let, let me let me look at this and investigate this before I make a true opinion Absolutely. on it. And, and it really, he, he's a very intelligent guy, and, and I'm, I'm glad we had him this week. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Not, yeah. not a politically motivated guy, in nope. my opinion. Nope. A common sense guy, a problem yep. solver. Um, and an author, folks, um, House to House, an epic memoir of war um, in the Second Battle of Fallujah. Um, David was, I, I don't even think the word hero yep. describes it um, well enough. And, and he's hes not only, you know, he's not just your, your basic political commentator, right? Like the guy has, he, he, he's been through so much in his, mm-hmm. in his life, and, and that's what's so no great about it. Great experience, and it's, it's awesome. Absolutely. Dolores, Dolores, as promised, we did get to you, and thank you for holding and being so patient. How are you? Thank you. You're welcome. I have something as a grandmother that I have been teaching my grandchildren. Oh, let's hear it. All right. You have to wash your hands for 20 seconds. Is that correct? Yes. What do you say? A, B, C, one, two, three, happy birthday twice to me. Ah. Said now. Could we change that to something? Because there are 350 million approximate people in the United States. Mm -hmm. We have uh, workers that are medical workers, health workers, food workers, all kinds of people, plus children. Could you please help me? And would you do the Lord's Prayer instead of? Mm -hmm. Hello? I'm here. Oh, all right. (laughs) Could you do the Lord's Prayer? Because we need God in our country and our families and in ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> we do, and I, I'll tell you what, I probably say the Lord's Prayer twice a day, um, and I'll, I'll let all of our listeners do it at their their uh, own time today. Yeah, I yeah. think you're absolutely right, though. I think with all the chaos going on, all the bluster we hear from the politicians and the media, I think everyone needs to have a little faith. Well, that's part of the problem, back, too. Get back to the roots. Faith is now a crime. Like, you, you right. can't have faith in our country. You know, it's it, it, frowned upon. Right. I agree. Right. And that's a problem. I agree. Well, you're a good grandma, I can tell, Dolores. Thank you. And could you ask everyone, please pass it on to two other people, and let's use the multiplying effect yep. and see the change in our everywhere. Well, you just did on the air. So thank you so much. <laughs> have a great weekend. All right, Dolores in Hamburg. Thank you for that. Those parting words of wisdom. Um, we're coming up on the top of the hour. Pretty good and, timing. Uh, we're Pretty... turning this over to Esther Gullias. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. Thanks to our callers for Mike Sparaza. I'm Mike Hayflick. Thanks for listening to the Financial Guys today, folks. If you need us throughout the week, eight three three Fin Guys. Hope you have a fabulous weekend. Again, thank you to Jerry behind the glass. We will be back soon, folks. We will be helping Mike and Glenn subbing in again. 
in probably, next month. Probably next in a month. month. So yeah. have a great weekend, folks. WBEN Buffalo, WKSE3HD3 Niagara Falls.